Hello and welcome to the All Things Brentford podcast. This is the Chelsea preview. I'm joined by Cameron, as always. Cameron, how you doing, mate? Not too bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all good. And we're also joined by a special guest today. We're joined by Kevin, who is the scout coordinator for the Brentford women's team, as well as being the performance and technical analyst coach. And unfortunately, he is a Chelsea fan. So how you doing, mate? All good, all good, thanks, all good. All right, so today's, basically today's going to be all about, we've got Chelsea at home coming up um, on Saturday. Uh, Cam, let me throw this at you first. Obviously, we lost quite heavily to West Ham on Monday, Monday night. <coughs> it was quite heavy beating and, and controversially, your views opposed the whole of Brentford Twitter when you said that you thought we played well. So... Um, how do you think the game went, mate? Do you think that we it needs to be a, a bounce back now? Yeah, no, I think that I think our performances over the past few games haven't been bad. Like the first 20, 25 minutes against Liverpool was really, really strong. I thought we played a good 89 minutes against Man City. Um, you can't sort of vouch for that little slip from Ayer. And again, against West Ham, I don't know what people or some of the fans were watching, I thought we played really, really well. I think we had 65, 60% possession, controlled the game. It was just the final third we were lacking in, unfortunately. Um, but again, that's that's sort of down to injuries. So, yeah, I thought, I thought we played well. What about you? Do you think do you think we will bounce back? Or do you think it will be the sort of same old decent performance, but sort of lacking in the final third or um, lacking defensively? I don't know. I think... I think it's a difficult one because we're not great at the moment, but neither are Chelsea. But then I feel like Chelsea have a lot to prove at the moment. They've gone and they lost to Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final, which I'm sure Kev will have a lot to say about in a minute. And then they also, but then they went and beat Leeds last night in the FA Cup. So they've got a point to prove coming. And West London derby, you never know what's going to happen. But let's move on and let's talk about the um, opposition quickly. Kev, obviously you're, you are a um, avid avid Chelsea fan. Just just tell us what do you th- what did you think about the whole Carabao Cup performance and did it like dishearten you at all as a Chelsea fan? Honestly, no. I kind of expected it. It's weird. I saw the lineup and it didn't make a difference in my head. I kind of thought, yeah, Klopp's farewell party. I saw all of that on Sky Sports and I said the script's written. He's they're gonna win it. So mm. is I was very How did you find, um, especially in the se- sort of second half, you pushing Liverpool? Um, I don't know how you didn't score. I think um, was it Conor Gallagher hit, who um, hit the post, and then and then it comes the extra time, and you almost just give up. Uh, can you almost explain that? Almost as a coach, you can see it from like the um, technical aspect. What do you think Potch was thinking about during that sort of extra time? Was he literally thinking just right? get to penalties and hopefully the experience will come through? Or do you think he, he almost just bottled it a little bit? I mean, he said, he said it himself. He said that it got to a point where they were preparing for the penalties. And um, you can probably tell, judging by even the substitution was with bringing Chalabar in, it made no sense. You're going defender for defender. And on top of that, I, I didn't think he was going to offer much in terms of the attacking side of things. Um yeah, it just didn't make sense his approach on it. But again, I think I think the only harsh thing was Gary Neville's comment about the blue billionaire bottle jobs nonsense. 
I think for starters, if I was Poch, I would be talking about his time at Valencia. That's number one. And then on top of that, <laughs> it, it was the case of, um, what's it called? The, our Chelsea boys are just as much of kids as Liverpool, the Liverpool lot. The, the only difference is, is the price tag because Chelsea, unfortunately, were stupid to pay 100 million or 80 million or whatever it was for a player that just hasn't proved anything yet. But again, Bowley's thought process is, I'm paying for the investment because long term, this player is going to be worth that amount. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, they're both kids, like both sets of teams. The only difference is, is literally the price tag. That's my opinion on it. So is that why you think the, almost the comment from Gary Neville was almost correct? Because you are sort of billion dollar bottle jobs, really. I mean, if, if, if it was just two kids playing it, I don't think it would be that much of a big deal. No, but, it would be a big deal just because it's Chelsea. That's just how it is. Like everyone will target Chelsea, regardless of the amount that they spend. They could have spent a hundred million, but ten million on each player. It's still going to be the same comment, just because we spent money. It's been like that since the Roman era, so it's it's not going to be any different. But like I said, a lot of the boys that we had out there were just as inexperienced as those in the Liverpool team. The only difference was literally those boys came straight from the academy in. Whereas our boys came from all all walks of life into our team, but with massive price tags. Like you got someone like Mudrick, for example, that got what eighty to hundred million, and he's played forty nine games for Chelsea, and he's probably had what about five to eight starts. That's it. So it's like, again, same sort of scenario as I don't even I can't even name one of the boys that played on on Sunday for Liverpool, but it, it's it's a very similar scenario in my opinion. That's that's me. But it's very controversial at the same time, I know. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, obviously beat Leeds United last night, and to say that it was convincing would be an overstatement because Leeds did like Leeds had a foothold in the game. Obviously, coming up against Brentford, it's a sort of different proposition. Like you've in the past four times we've played, you've never beat us. We've beat you three times. We've drawn once. So, do you think? Do you think this game now against us on Saturday, you just are going to have to come out of the blocks flying? And do you think that there's no, like, basically what I'm getting on to is, will, how long does Poch have left? Because surely if you lose to Brentford, then it's a problem. I think regardless, Poch got until the end of the season just because Todd Bowley's a bit of a wimp. He should have been gone a long time ago. <laughs> to be honest, he should have been gone straight after those comments that he replied with Gary Neville. It was soft. And that's something, me personally, I can't stand. I can't stand a soft manager who just lets people just run all over him. And that whole mentality of, yeah, we played well and this, that and the other, is bullshit. Like, you just, you didn't. Not to the level that we could have. I think the Liverpool one was a difficult one. We had a lot of chances, didn't put them away. By the end of the day, goals win you games. You don't get the win, we're going to speak about it. Regardless of how well we played, you still didn't get the win. So, it, it, personally, for me, it means nothing. But, yeah, I think Poch's situation, reality is he's, he's there till the end of the season. And whether he gets another season or not, we'll have to wait and see. But, like I said, I think to Todd's a bit of a wimp when it comes to these sort of things. Cameron, just a, just a quick one. Um, obviously, we've seen the sort of Chelsea perspective of the fact that you think Pochettino's going to 
Kevin thinks Pochettino's going to be there to the end of the season. Do you think this is a real snatch and grab for Brentford? Do you think we can, obviously we're struggling at the moment. We are, some may say, piss poor, right? Do you think there's this is the sort of game where we're at home, we're at, obviously, the GTEC, West London derby, Chelsea, they're only from across the road. Obviously, these lot aren't great at the moment. Is this a real chance for us to go out there and really put a foothold in and say, take three points off these lot and say, all right, come at us the next game? 100%, I think. 10 years ago, when I look at Chelsea at home and think we could get something from it, absolutely not. I remember sort of the FA Cup games when we just kept getting popped sort of 4-0 um, at Stamford Bridge with Scott Hogan up front. But um, I'm, I'm looking at the fixture list and I'm looking at Chelsea at home and I'm thinking this is such a winnable game. Such a winnable game, especially the form that we've um, had against Chelsea in the Premier League since we've come up. We're going to be at home, the crowd's going to be up for it. Yes, um, obviously Ben Mee's been injured, we'll touch on that. Um, in a bet. So again, we're in an even weaker position um, than we were against West Ham. But I don't know, I just feel like we, we can come out firing against Chelsea. I think if we have a good start, don't do what we did against West Ham, concede two goals very early doors, keeping the game. And I, I feel like, especially attacking the West Ham in the second half, I'm feeling confident. Yeah. Um, on to, we'll, we'll keep on Brentford for the, the meantime. Obviously, I gave Frank a lot of criticism in the last podcast for um, playing a back five. And I've seen a lot of Brent fans on Twitter not happy about a back five, right? Would you still go over back five for this game? Obviously, I think even Kev could have at Chelsea have their defensive frailties. They, I think Chelsea's weakest side is, I know Chilwell's very experienced, but I think the left side is probably their weakest side at the moment. So, do you think that we should stick with a back five, maybe go to a back four? Because I think with Chelsea, the way they are at the moment, they're away from home. I think the Chelsea players are going to come into this game and think we can't lose this one. We've got to win this one, right? So, do you think, would you stick with a five or would you go back to a four? Um, I think if we had the option to do a five, we would. But obviously, with me being out injured, I don't think we've got mm. uh, the players to play a back five. So, I, I do believe it will be a back four. It's, it's so difficult. A back four with Rika Henry is such a different team than a back four with Mads Reslev. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we do play with a back four. I can't see him playing a back three um, on Saturday. So, yeah, I'll be a back four. Four, four, four through three is what I'm going for. Yeah. What about you? Player okay. five? Uh, do a nah, four. It's a four for me. Um, Kev, just a quick one, right? Um, obviously, it's been seen a lot of Chelsea this season that the question about Pochettino playing players out of position, they're saying that Palmer's best position is a 10, but playing the three midfielders, Palmer's got to play out of position. Um, also, your defence, you've been playing Colwell a lot of left-back this season. Do you think it's really time now for Pochettino to start understanding what his best 11 is? And Because obviously, we saw um, this RC play um, in the final and then obviously Thiago Silva's been missing for a few games so do you think now it's time for Pochettino to get his starting level nailed on? Yeah um, I think if I'm thinking it from a, a fan's perspective then yeah definitely but as a coach as well I can acknowledge and reason with what he's done because Chilwell was out for a number of months. Someone had to fill in that gap. 
unfortunately, had to be Kowal. Kowal, in my opinion, is much better as a centre-half, but there's only so much you can do with the injuries that Chelsea had. Um, same thing with Thiago Silva, for example. You know, they say he had to step in. Um, yeah, I, d- if, I don't know. It's difficult to say that he should, you know, stick with his 11 now because I don't believe he understands what that best 11 is yet because there just hasn't been enough time for those players to actually get some sort of cohesion going. And you've got players like Nkuka, for example, coming in and out. One day he's injured, one day he's not. It's not something that he can do with yet. But, yeah, I feel like if the players were fully fit for that, you know, from now till the end of the season, then, yeah, you could very much see a different Pochettino side. But, yeah, it's difficult to say that he should pick a, a solid starting eleven. I think there's a base which you can pretty much judge what that base is, which is at, at this current moment, Enzo, Caicedo and Gallagher. And then you might have someone like Cowell, uh, not Cowell, sorry, uh, Palmer. Um, I think Jackson's very much in that 11, probably more as a winger these days. Really? Jackson? Personally, I think Jackson's got a lot of quality. Nah, come on, Kev. Come on, Kev. You're, you're looking at that through, through Chelsea tinted glasses. I swear to you, Jackson as a winger, he definitely will provide way more than what he does as a striker. Guarantee it. And at the last few games that he's played as a winger, he's been a threat. Really? 100%. I thought I'd provide more quality being on Chelsea's wing than Jackson. I, Nunes, I thought he was he was bad. Jackson's come to the Premier League. Wow. Nunes ain't bad either. Trust me. Nunes is no. a very... Nunes has gotten better. I, I, I will agree that. But Jackson... Jack, New- again, Tottenham, again, that, that, that Tottenham game for me consolidated my um, thoughts about him. Shocking. Shocking. That's a bit of me. Shameless characters. I love that. You've got nine players on the pitch and he's still celebrating these sliders. I love it. But for me, generally, Jackson is not as bad. And I'm not a stats man. I hate, I hate basing football off stats because I grew up with the whole eye test era. So, but if we are going to go there, He's probably had the same sort of amount of goals as what Drogba had in his first season, of which I don't know the number wise. But Jackson's on 13 goals and assists. Like it's not a terrible season. He could potentially end the season with 20 goals. Back in the day, that's a good Premier League number. So again, like considering that, and on top of that, considering the topsy turny Chelsea that's that's been playing so far, that unsettled Chelsea. I think Jackson's done all right. Of course, he could have done better. He could definitely finish a lot more chances for sure. But trust me, if he's a, if he stays on the wing, I think we've got a better player than him as a number nine for sure. Well, I, I hope he does start. I hope he does start on the wing against Brentford because at least then defensively we'll be all, all right on that side. Hey, if he plays on the wing, you'll be finished. Can't attack in football. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see after Saturday. <laughs> But um, I just, I don't know. I think the problem for Brentford in this game is going to come in the midfield. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think as much as our midfield is all right at the moment and it's a place where we haven't had many injuries, I don't think we can compete with Chelsea in that area. I think Carcedo and Enzo, as much as people people like to throw around the fact that oh, so we know it's a lot of money, but I think still think they're solid players. And Conor Gallagher, I, I will never understand why Chelsea fans don't like... Obviously, I'm not speaking for all Chelsea fans, but I will never understand why Chelsea fans don't like him. I think he's class. But um, if that's... 
if we're looking at Brentford against Chelsea, right, we're looking at a mid-table team against a like a team that's potentially getting relegated, right? Um, I'm not expecting champagne football, I uh, because I'm not stupid enough to expect that. But Cam, I'll throw this one to you. Do you think? Do you think we go? Say it's a four. Do you think? Obviously, Tony's going to start. Do you, do you go Lewis Porter and Wissa, or do you put, or do you try and worm a four, a two up front, and play Mopai up front as well? Um, I would go. Lewis Potter has to start after that game against West Ham. Best player on the pitch. Um, very strong performance from him. So I go Lewis Potter, Tone, and I would go Wissa. The only downfall of that is then who do bring on. I, I love Mupai at the start of games. He, he is that sort of chaos player um, for us. But I don't know if he'll have the same impact coming on off the bench as, say, Wissa does. The midfield battle will be quite interesting. Um do you reckon this is a game for sort of the experienced midfield through of Brentford, or do you think we chuck in someone like um, Yarmouk, for example, in this game, or like Damsgaard? Nah, I'm not. You need to jump off this Damsgaard hype train, man. It's too much. You're twerking for him too much. Um, but I think I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I still think our midfield is even if our midfield are on. I don't know whether they eat their pre-match meal and it's like proper beef them up. I don't think we can compete with Chelsea's midfield. I honestly think the way forward in this game is we're going to have to play long ball because I can't, I can't see us. We, if we, if we look at Brentford's side, right, we're going to, the team's going to be, Flecken's going to go a goal, right? And it's going to be a back two of Collins and Zanka, right? Collins, right, is a good centre half. I'll give him that, but he, he's got a mistake in him, right? Zanka, right, is probably... I can't even say that because I don't want him to see this and don't want to get cancelled, right? So, and then you've got Rollis level, you're going to play right back, yeah? And then you're going to have bloody regularly play left back. We cannot play out from the back. This can't happen. We're not good enough to play out from the back, right? So we've all we've got to do is go long and just hope Tony's going to have a field day. That's what we've got to do. Um, I hear you on we'll have to play a bit more direct um, on Saturday. I do agree with that. But, I mean, again, Premier League football players, you know, if we can't play out the back, out, out from the back, then we're in deep trouble. So I feel we'll be able but to mix that. Honestly, like, do you do you honestly believe that we have the capabilities to play out from the back? I don't care if we're Premier League footballers, right? Two of our goals against West Ham, yeah, it came from us giving the ball away. And you think that, yeah, fair enough, West Ham have got talent, yeah, and West Ham have got the players to do it. But if we're giving the ball away, yeah, to players like Suchek and he's doing and he's doing wonders with it, what is going to happen when the ball falls to Cole Palmer's feet? It's going to be a long day. And that's why I think we just got we've more got to play play to our strengths than play to Chelsea's weaknesses. Because I think I think Chelsea beat us on the ground, so we've just got to go in the air. And I know that Chelsea have got they've got youth. Right, but they got this disassy at centre half, and I don't know who obviously will move on to who Chelsea might start with, but I don't think they can compete with us in the air. I really don't. I don't see. No. I don't. I look at Chelsea. I look at Chelsea's squad, and I don't think they're a tall team at all. And yeah, maybe we're not the tallest, but when you've got Tony up there, it's that sort of, um, it's that sort of thing. But let's just let's talk about Chelsea now. Okay, let me throw this one to you. 
What do you, obviously, you must watch a lot of Chelsea and you must watch a bit of Brentford, obviously, because you're employed by the club. But um, what do you think, where do you reckon Brentford can hurt Chelsea the most? And where do you think Chelsea are going to hurt Brentford the most? Um, I think Brentford probably on the set pieces. So corners, free kicks, definitely. Um, I would say that definitely is probably the main thing. In yeah. terms of... It depends what their game plan is. Like, they could come full throttle, but at the same time, they could be sitting back waiting for those counters. That's the Chelsea of today. Like, we're not what we used to be in the olden era. So, I, honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell you what we could do differently. Um, but, yeah, with us, I think if if you do try and come against us a little bit, it just makes it much easier for players like Enzo and and Gallagher to maybe throw the ball in behind, especially if you've got, like I said, Jackson going beyond, getting balls in, if Nkuku's fit, I don't know. I, I think him and, and Cole Palmer are doubts. I could be wrong, though. Um, yeah, mate, honestly, like, watching Chelsea this year, I've been on and off. That's how off-putting it's been. I've probably watched more Brentford than I have Chelsea. So I can say to <laughs> Brentford what their strengths are, what Chelsea's ones this year, if I'm being truthfully honest, I can't tell you. Like, genuinely. Apart from Cole Palmer, I can't really tell you much. Yeah, just... that's... <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, come, let's talk about what you think now. Obviously, I've clearly just expressed there that I don't think that we can play, the, play on the floor against Chelsea. Um, obviously, we went to the bridge earlier in the season and beat them 2-0. Uh, Pinnock and Abuemo scoring, but um, that was a long time ago. That was when we had obviously we didn't have Tony at the time, but we had a mostly a fully fit squad. Mm -hmm. So, what do you what do you think? What is Brentford's best chance in this game? Because uh, obviously, I think it's long ball. Kev's just said there that set pieces might have to be the way forward for Brentford. So, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think um, Stephen Gillett did a good sort of pre match thing on the on the website about. Brentford will get set piece opportunities um, in the game. That's where we will hurt most teams, let alone sort of Chelsea. Um, Jensen, I think if we can utilise him um, during the game, he'll be a big threat in terms of spraying those balls about to the likes of sort of Tony for the knockdowns into Lewis Potter. I think if we can find that link up play similar to how Brian and Bremo and Ivan Tony are up front, if Lewis Potter can sort of drift in and around tone for any of those long balls. I think it might be a long day for Chelsea's back line. But I just think you need to have a bit more faith with us playing playing um, on the ground. I don't know why why everyone sort of gets a little bit panicky. Like you almost feel it in the stadium. Whenever like Flecken's got the ball, everyone's sort of panicking. I think he's he's one of the best sort of distributors in the league um, with his feet. Yes, our back line, especially against, against Wolves, when we just threw the game away. Um, by trying to play out from the back. I think those mistakes have been learned. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be... Depends how we start. I think it could be a really good game for us. If we start how we did against Liverpool at home, be as compact defensively as we were against Man City, Lewis Potter turning up as he did, obviously, against West Ham on Monday, I think we've got a very good chance to sort of blow Chelsea out of the water here. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like the reason I'm so pessimistic is because um, I don't trust Brentford, as in me saying that. I mean, 
yeah, I understand we've got great talent. We've got players like Jensen who are very comfortable on the ball. Flecken is very good on the ball. But my problem isn't getting them on the ball. It's what happens when we lose the ball. And as soon as you get past Norgard, at the moment, do we have really anybody that can, do you know what I mean? Sort of stop that. But yeah, I completely understand um, Understand what you're saying. Um, also, another thing that's quite um, interesting about this game with Chelsea is that it's, like I mentioned earlier, it's two teams having to, having to prove themselves. Chelsea are obviously going to want to come out it was good, obviously, the game. They ended the game against Leeds with Gallagher scoring in pr- pretty much the last minute of the game, which was good for them. We've got a lot to prove now, seeing as I think there's a stat out there that we've won two out of the last nine games or something. And obviously, I'm not... I don't know. Let's talk about Frank now, right? And I'm not saying we should sack him, but we need to have uncomfortable conversations because my biggest problem... Right. If that was any other manager, if that I'm not saying we should sack him, right? I like Frank. And I think if we potentially go down, then he's the man to keep us up, right? But if that's any other manager, right? If we go lose to Chelsea tomorrow and we haven't won in five games, yeah. Right. That's any other manager, they're getting sacked. Right. So Kevin, I'll throw this one to you. Do you think obviously it's will you be stupid to think that Brentford will get rid of Frank? But do you think there's going to be alarm bells ringing soon about if we can't pick up form? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you. Wait for Cam to speak. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think when when it comes to that whole sacking situation, there has to be context into play. And I think what Frank's done for the club, I think at the minimum he deserves to have the rest of the season regardless of what the result is. Now, obviously, Brentford are not in a good way, but I think the job that he's done overall has been good. It might just need a rebuild. It's in that period now as well where you have to, again, the context situation, a lot of injuries. But overall, the job that he's done is is good. I I don't think he should get sacked or even be in that conversation too. And now, if you are talking about other managers, that's completely different because, again, they don't have that, that story behind them of where they took a club like Brentford and to where Brentford is today. So I think at the minimum, the fans should just kind of really be behind him. And, and if I'm being honest, when I do go to the stadium, I, I, I believe they are. I don't think that is a conversation. I think, if anything, the media start to put it out there and then the fans probably start to eat off it. It happens with Chelsea a lot. There's times where we don't even think about the person getting sacked. And then as soon as one outlet goes out and speaks about something, then the heads turn a little bit. But I think in the context of Frank, I don't think he should even be in the conversation, to be honest. Yeah, that's that that is fair, Cam. What do you reckon? So you shaking your head. Obviously I'm not here saying that we should get Frank out the door. I'm just saying that if there might be a time where uncomfortable conversations have to happen. But what do you reckon, Cam? Um no I completely disagree with even Talking about Frank being sacked, I think he does so much off the pitch, which I think a lot of managers do get wrong. Like Man United is a prime example. Uh, Watford is a prime example when they were in the Premier League, just sacking a manager basically like every month. Um, I think what you do get with a manager, especially at Brentford, is you get everything that comes with it. Yes, he's obviously um, very good tactically for the first team, but he, he's really built Brentford 
from from a championship club really pushing into the Premier League. Um, I do think he is a visionary, um, just because of the way he's, he's sort of set up Brentford, how we've sort of approached the Premier League. Um, yeah, I just think the the thought of him going, one, I wouldn't know who would be able to come in, but also that would just be a massive shock to the club. I think everyone around would sort of feel it a little bit. You, you've seen it with when um, Flecken's come in compared to Davarea, everyone's like, oh, like, like what's going to happen here? Like, everyone's being very critical. I think if a new manager comes in, that would be exactly the same. Again, in, in my opinion, I think performances have been really, really good. We've just been lacking, obviously, the, the sort of players through injury to add that little bit of quality to finish. If we have the quality back, when we get Brian Bromo back, when we get Ethan Pinnock back, will we play almost the same as last season? I believe so. Um, and it'll be interesting to see that new striker that we sign, um, whether or when when he comes in um, to the team to to almost see what he can add. But um, yeah, I think I think the the term Frank out should not be used at least for a good number of years, unless he's having an absolute stink and we don't win for like months on end. Then maybe we can have that little conversation. Yeah. Um, just a quick one on the new striker, right? Rumours have been circulating around on Twitter that he has taken Brentford FC out of his Instagram bio and also unfollowed us on Twitter because obviously we're losing at the moment, right? Do you think that's a, uh, do you think that's at all a worrying sign? Um, I think if you look at Ivan Tony saying uh fuck Brentford um when he's on holiday and we still love him that for Brentford fans I don't think would be a big thing yeah look it's, it isn't a good look at all is it um taking Brentford out the um bio um but some some players are like that some players have got massive egos they want to be associated with a team that's losing um I can't really say much more Kev I know you're um big in terms of sort of player relations with the club um, sort of the mood around the dressing room. Do you think if a player came into your team who removed like your club out of their bio and just came straight into the changing room, how would you sort of approach that situation? Oh, genuinely, I wouldn't care. As long as they're doing the job, I couldn't care less about all the social media stuff. And on top of that, it's, he's just joined. Do you know what I mean? Like if he was in the team for, let's say, a number of months and he was playing week in, week out, and then he'd done that, then I can understand like the the fans kind of giving him some backlash, but he's literally just signed. Whether he follows the club or not, I don't think it's that much of a big deal. If anything, that's just the modern the modern era that we're living in, where everyone's panicking because they don't follow each other. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people yeah. that don't follow. Um, <laughs> Emphasise a lot. Yeah, you get so it's the same same situation, I guess. Talking, um, we'll go. We'll go back to Chelsea quickly. About, um, we'll go back to the start where a certain phrase "billion pound bottle jobs" um, was thrown around. Obviously, we're getting towards the latter end of this podcast now. So I just want to—I kind of want to understand from a Chelsea fan's perspective what happens. What happens next for Chelsea? Summer comes round. You finish. Mid-table, no European football next year. Are we 
in your opinion, are you going out into the market and spending another 500 million if the FFP allows you to do that? Are you sitting back and just getting with the players? Like, obviously, the thing is at Chelsea, you have to get rid of everyone's saying that you have to get rid of a lot of players first before you can start bringing players in. So, what is the next step for Chelsea? I think the first thing has to be assessing the actual squad. I think we're in the same situation that Potter was in, where the squad's still too big. Need to still take a few names off. Um, I mean, it's clear where Bowley wants to take it. He wants, obviously, a, a young squad that maybe by year five in the project, we might be competing properly. But I think, again, a club like Chelsea that's been used to winning, that's been used to very, you know, a certain programme, which is top players, win the games, win a Prem title, win something in a year. Um, I think Todd's obviously changing that. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of patience. But do we go in somewhere and buy new players? Of course, because the players currently that we've had have not played as well. So we need to get more and better quality in, whether they're young, old, whatever. We need to get someone better in because we've had good signings this year. Like, for example, in Cuckoo, he's obviously been injured, but Whenever he's played, he's probably been better than those that's played for half of the season. Um, players like Palmer. I think players like Mudrick needs to get more game time. Um, and I won't be shocked if he gets put on loan. For example, the rumours are that he wants to go to Arsenal. I guarantee you if he goes to Arsenal, he'll be 10 times the player that he is at Chelsea just because he's getting more game time there. So I think, yeah, I think we have to definitely establish the squad. So similar to what you said earlier get the squad sorted down, really get that starting eleven sorted. Um, and then wheel out those that we might not need anymore. So, for example, like Chalabar, I love Chalabar, but it might be best for him to go elsewhere and get some proper game time in. Um, and then at least that way, narrow down the squad and we've got a, an actual squad to work with properly. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the first thing. Second thing is manager. Do you really want to stick with Poch? Um, for me, Poch is a great manager. He's just not one that wins things. That's my opinion. So for me, I need the I need the manager that brings that Chelsea aura, which is what a lot of Chelsea fans could believe in. So like the Mourinho's, the Conte style, and I think the the one that's linked with us, Ruben from Sporting, is very much that sort of character. So it'll be interesting to see what Chelsea do in that regard. Like, do they go with a different manager? Do they buy new players? But I think the main thing that needs to be done is buying players for the manager rather than buying it for the specific project that they believe in. Otherwise, they won't just they just just won't be any success, will they? That's my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, obviously, before we wrap this episode up, um, Cam, we were wrong last week about what minute Mupai is going to get booked in. So we were wrong about that, unfortunately. Um, can I get a score prediction from both of you? And then if you want to add on top, who's going to score the goals? Cam, we'll start with you, mate. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Brentford. I think Tony scores and I think Wissa scores. Um, couldn't care less who scores for Chelsea. Probably be another little fluky, a sweaty Jackson goal and he does like a little knee slide followed by about 10 roly-polies. Um, but before I quickly just move on with, with the score predictions, um, all things Brentford got a touch on the semi-final um, game this Sunday with the women's team. Obviously, we've got Kev here. Uh, yeah. a, 
obviously, like me, um, coaches the women's team. Kev, Hackney at home, beat us in the league very early on in the season when we were playing with about five, um, ironically. What are we saying for, for the semi-final? Do you think we've, we've got the number on Hackney? And how has sort of training been this week in preparation for the game? Good spirits. Uh, I believe the girls can do it. Um, yeah. I mean, the Hackney will be difficult. They'll probably be, you know, doing what what Hackney do best, which is sitting and waiting and pick their right moments. But yeah, I think, we'll, I, th I think we can go on to win it. Like I've got faith in the girls. I think they've got belief as well. So let's see. Hopefully we can give them a good game. No, hundred percent. I think yeah, I think it will be. I think because it will be played on obviously Bedfont's lovely Astro rather than playing at the Hackney Marshes. I think that sort of takes away Hackney's game plan. Um, but Bobbly pitch, we can't really play our our football um, as well as we'd like to on a nice sort of smooth surface. So I think at home semi final, hopefully a few few fans come down for the game. Um, but yeah, I've I've got full confidence in the girls that we'll get through um, to the Trophy Cup final. But yeah, sorry about that, Jay. Just had to sort of plug the uh, nah, women's team. It's all, women's nah, well, it's big things, big things. Obviously, pop in whoever you played last week, 14 0, you know what I mean? Like, that was us, that's a bloody cricket score. So, yeah, it's, it's only there's only positive things to come. And obviously, last season, you just missed out on promotion. So, if you could do it this season, it'll be a real like statement of intent from the club and especially the hard work that you guys, um, you guys put in. Um, let's go back to our score predictions. Kev, what do you reckon? What do you reckon the score's going to be? Uh, can it be a cop-out and give two? <laughs> yeah, go uh, on. Brent give us two. Give us two. Give us two. Brentford win, one for Tony. But if, Chel if Chelsea win, I'm saying 4-2. Uh, Gallagher, uh, Jackson, Palmer, and one of the, one of the centre-backs. I'll put them in there as well. <laughs> and then Wissa and what's his name Tony easy and you'll probably yeah. and the worst thing probably be beating us by half time 1-0 yeah and we'll come back and win the game 4-2 I've got no doubts <laughs> will only only time will tell um, me personally I'm not going to lie to you I think it's going to be nil-nil. um I've hyped it up this whole time for it to be a nil-nil, but it's just Boring, like mate. it's going to be a nil-nil. Stop sitting yeah, on the fence. Be, mate, yeah, mate I'm cop. not sitting on the fence. Stop it. <laughs> every time, right? Every time before I head back to uni, yeah, I'm telling you, we always lose or we draw. We don't win. We never win, right? So I'm telling you, it's going to be nil-nil, right? And I'm going to want to pull my hair out by the end of it. But yeah, thank you everybody for listening, watching, wherever you are, YouTube, Spotify, um, this has been the Chelsea at home match preview. Um, obviously, thank you for to Cam and Kev for being here. And also remember, Brentford women's team are playing at Bedfont Sports at on Sunday at 3 p.m. in a semi-final against Hackney. So if you if you're there or you're around, make sure you get down there. Obviously, support the bees from wherever you are as well. Um, make sure to follow us on all our social medias. We've got Twitter uh, at All Bees Pod. All great for pod TikTok. There'll be clips going out on there, so make sure to follow us on there. Kev, Cam, how do you think that went? It's a good pod. Um, I loved hearing Kevin defend Nicholas Jackson. I think you're the only person who I've heard um, 
can do that. But no, I thought, I thought it was a good pod today. Same. Decent, decent. Well, remember to follow us on Spotify, give us a listen, share the pod around. Thank you, and we'll see you on Sunday for the match reaction. Goodbye.